The technology likely to have the greatest impact on the next few decades has arrived. You can start building completely new concepts for payments that we've never thought of. Move the need for a financial intermediary to transact value. Bitcoin and the blockchain have an amazing future. This is going to transform society. Hi there, and welcome to the inauguration of our podcast. I'm Felix, and I'm one of the team members at the Crypto Authority, and I'm also going to be your host for today's podcast. I'm going to apologize in advance because this is the first time that I've actually sat down and recorded myself speaking. And speaking to myself for an extended period of time is completely foreign to me. But I'm hoping that with every episode that we publish, the content and the flow and the structure of the podcast improves. The plan is to divide our podcast into three distinct series. Firstly, we're going to have our 10-minute talks. The title is quite self-explanatory. It's going to be a talk for 10 minutes where myself or Thomas are going to delve into a topic and try and explain that topic to the best of our ability to you. So some weeks this may be a reaction to some cryptocurrency news that had come out or other weeks it may be a project that we find interesting or a particular technology associated with cryptocurrencies and blockchain and then try and simplify it for you guys. The second show that we're going to have and one that I'm infinitely excited about is going to be titled Industry Insights and essentially what they are is going to be a more stereotypical podcast guest show where we invite a guest onto the show and try and basically extract all their knowledge and share it with you guys through long questions and discussions. Well, actually not a discussion, probably more like an interview because they're the one, they're the protagonists in this podcast series. I really want to emphasize that. For our industry insights, I'm not going to be the protagonist and Noble Thomas, the main character and the focus of that series will be the guest. And then lastly, our final podcast series is going to be titled Blog Broadcasts. So if you're already a follower of the Crypto Authority, you'll know that we share blog posts that are similar to articles via our website. And in order to open up a brand new way of experiencing and learning from these more in-depth blog posts, we're going to make a podcast out of them. What I'm going to be doing is reading them out so that when you're traveling to work, or doing house chores or walking your dog or maybe exercising at the gym you can still learn from our blog posts they're going to be suitable for any situation where you can't read but still want to learn if you tend to prefer audio media then i think this series is the perfect way to benefit from our comprehensive blog post research and also another benefit of this if you have reading difficulties with this podcast series, you're still going to be able to enjoy and learn from the blogs. So if you believe that in the future any of these series could be of any benefit whatsoever to you, then please consider subscribing because it helps us out tremendously. And then on top of that, what we would really appreciate is if you could leave us a review in your podcast app by giving us a rating. I'm not asking for five stars. What I really want is to improve this podcast over time. So Please be brutally honest, even if I'm absolutely dreadful, tell me, because ultimately we want to be publishing the best content possible. If you could do either of those things, I'd really appreciate it. So thank you very much. So without further ado, let's dive straight into it. What are cryptocurrencies? And yes, cryptocurrencies, that is plural. There are more cryptocurrencies than just Bitcoin. 
The last time I checked, there were over 1,700 different cryptocurrencies. And I think it's imperative to start by clarifying that cryptocurrencies are not designed to be investment tools, even though 95% of the people that I know who have invested in Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies bought them with the sole intention of selling them in the future at a higher price. Instead of being speculative assets, cryptocurrencies are designed to serve as an alternative to sovereign currencies like the Great British Pound and the US dollar. Oh, just a side note, for future reference, these sovereign currencies we're going to refer to as fiat currencies. I'm not sure if you've come across that term before, but I haven't made it up, it actually exists. So if you hear me speaking about fiat currencies in the future, you know what they are now. So the most famous cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, is also the first one that was ever established. And it was launched in January 2009 by an anonymous figure called Satoshi Nakamoto. Unlike other currencies that we use on a daily basis, cryptocurrencies are not tangible. It's digital money and it exists on a screen. So when I explain this to people, they normally get alarmed by the fact that they cannot touch their money or their wealth. And I assume this is generally because people are just more comfortable with their more traditional ways and more inclined to keep them. But I've been thinking about this and I can't, I can't think of many benefits that tangibility actually serves to currencies. So if you do know any, please get into contact with us and um, I'd love to hear them and we can have a discussion about that. You can either tweet us at Crypto Authority without the Y, so Crypto Authority, or check out our website www.cryptoauthority.co.uk and then go onto the contact us page. What purpose does tangibility actually serve? If you have money in your pocket and it's physical cash, it's a lot easier to lose and misplace your wealth. A lot of the world has been transitioning into a cashless society anyway, where digital money is actually taking over with new technologies like credit card payments, contactless payments, and neo-financial apps like Monzo and PayPal. I don't think I use cash for anything at all nowadays, apart from tipping and maybe parking fees. So I already made the point that cryptocurrencies and Bitcoin was not meant to be used as an investment tool, but what Satoshi actually envisioned was to offer the people of Earth something different to the incumbent monetary system, which had ultimately failed in the years leading up to Bitcoin's advent. With the current monetary system, all of the fiat currencies, which we store a large percent of our wealth in, are centralized systems whereby a few people control the power of the entire monetary supply. In the case of America, the currency is controlled by seven unelected males who have the power and the authority to act on self-interest. In comparison, cryptocurrencies are owned by no person, no government, and no institution, meaning that they are what we call decentralized. Cryptocurrencies are decentralized currencies. So the supply of different cryptocurrencies can come in many different forms, but most of them fall under the branch of two different categories, where they are either pre-mined or they're constantly being mined on a daily basis with a set maximum amount. In the case of Bitcoin, it is not pre-mined and it's mined every day. The total amount of Bitcoin is capped at a total of 21 million Bitcoins and is therefore resistant from quantitative easing, which is extending the monetary supply and printing more money, which devalues the currency. The supply of a currency that is not pre-mined, like Bitcoin, is controlled by what we call miners. Miners have to solve a mathematical algorithm with the aid of their computers 
to mine the cryptocurrency and offer the next batch of it to the market. The analogy that I like when explaining this concept to people is by comparing mining to a question in a school class. So the example is that the miners are the students, a complex math question is then set to the students and this is the algorithm needed to mine the cryptocurrency. And the brain power and intelligence of the student is the computational power of the mining device. So in theory, the first student to solve the math question mines what we call a block and gets the reward of mining that block. So they complete the algorithm or solve the algorithm. In the case of Bitcoin, the reward is currently set at 12.5 Bitcoins per block mined. However, this reward does change over time. And in some time of May 2020, this reward is going to half to 6.25 Bitcoin per algorithm solved. A great feature of cryptocurrency mining is that it's inclusive. Anyone in the world can be a miner. There are thousands of mining units across the globe, which further promotes the idea of decentralization. So at the minute, there are two main types of cryptocurrency. First, you have your standard cryptocurrencies that serve as an alternative to the fiat currencies. Examples of these, or the most popular examples of these, are Bitcoin and Litecoin, which you can purchase on most platforms like Coinbase. These currencies compete on factors like speed, cost, and privacy. Some currencies, or some cryptocurrencies, can operate at low volumes and promise all three of these things, but then struggle to maintain their performance when volumes rise. On average, Bitcoin takes around 10 minutes to transfer, whereas other cryptocurrencies boast transaction times of just a few seconds. The price of making a single Bitcoin transaction soared to $40 in the peak of the December hype because of the mass interest it was receiving and volume consequently increased. But after technological improvements like segregated witness, which we call SegWit, and the Lightning Network, the price of making a transaction has drastically decreased. And the last time I checked, it stood at 20 cents per transaction. Although Bitcoin does advertise itself as a privacy coin where transactions are anonymized, other coins focus solely on privatization and generally do a better job at it than Bitcoin does. If you want to complete an instant transaction, I'd recommend you use a currency like Nano. For privacy, Monero does the job. And if you're looking to make a transaction with minimal fees, then maybe something like XRP, the currency of the Ripple network, may be suitable for you. All of the features that I've just described to you focus on one branch of cryptocurrencies. We then have a completely new branch of cryptocurrencies, which we call tokens. So to contrast with what I've just described, tokens aren't actually trying to serve as an alternative to fiat. And instead, they serve a specific purpose on a given platform. For example, power tokens, that is P-O-W-R tokens, allow you to purchase electricity and energy on a peer-to-peer -peer basis on the Power Ledger network. Tokens, unlike cryptocurrencies, or unlike traditional cryptocurrencies, don't have their own blockchain and instead run on another, most commonly the Ethereum blockchain. I think it's worth adding that tokens and ICOs are roughly the same thing, but the only difference is that they're referred to as ICOs when they're launched. For those who didn't know, an ICO is an initial coin offering, and later on in their development, they're referred to as tokens. So just to clarify that point, 
many ICOs are indeed tokens, but they just get called different things in their development process. And I think that marks the end of the first episode of 10 Minute Talks. As I mentioned before, this is the first time that I'm doing something like this, and I have no idea how it's gone. So please, if you could leave us some feedback, I'd really appreciate that. Hey guys, so I don't know why, but the footage of the end of this podcast actually got corrupted. So I'm having to re-record this at a separate time. But anyway, what I wanted to say is thank you. Just thanks a lot for listening to our first episode. The next episode that we're going to be publishing is an episode of Industry Insights, where I invite a guest called Raul onto the show. The episode is around 20 minutes long, and it is essentially just 20 minutes of us having a conversation about cryptocurrencies and the potential use case of cryptocurrencies in Venezuela, the country where Raul is from. So if this episode sounds like it could interest you, then yeah, check it out. But that's all I really have to say. So thanks a lot, guys, and I'll catch you on the next episode.